welcome back to The Author Biz. I'm Stephen Campbell, and this is the show where we deliver the information you need to become the CEO of your author business. Several weeks ago, I asked you for show suggestions, and as I've mentioned over the course of the last few weeks, I was blown away by the number and the quality of the responses. One of those suggestions came from longtime listener and former guest of the show, Carol Newsom, who writes under the name C.A. Newsom. Carol's suggestion was the following. Most of us are geared towards digital sales, but we still need to do the occasional signing, if only to garner and solidify local support, and most of us are clueless how to conduct a successful signing. I'd love a show that covered this topic. Well, Carol, thanks for the suggestion, which came through the AuthorBiz Facebook group. My good friend and podcasting partner, Taylor Stevens, saw the post and said she'd be happy to be the guest and that this would be a great topic for a joint show, meaning we'd play one version of the show on the Taylor Stevens show and another version here on the AuthorBiz. Since the success of our exercise in cross-promotion several weeks ago between the two shows, I quickly agreed. So today's show is all about book events, uh, specifically how to plan for and execute a successful event. The AuthorBiz schedule is going to likely slow down a bit in July and August to two or three episodes a month so that I can squeeze in some travel time and to make some progress on a couple of other projects that need my attention. Now, with that being said, next week's show is actually being moved forward. It's dropping this Friday prior to what, for many of us in the U.S., will be a long holiday weekend where we're not really listening to podcasts. Uh, our guest on Friday's show will be Chris Fox, and we're going to be talking about ways to generate interest in your backlist. So please be on the lookout for that early episode this Friday. This week's show kicks off with Taylor and I discussing that recent cross-promotion that I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, and then we get directly into planning and executing book events. As always, we'll have links to everything we mentioned during the show at theauthorbiz.com. So let's get going. Taylor, several weeks ago, you and I did some cross-promotion. I did it on The Author Biz, and you did it on The Taylor Stevens Show, where we were each telling our respective listeners to check out the other show. And it actually worked. We, we've had a lot of um, – a, a lot of your listeners have come to The Taylor – have come to The Author Biz. A lot of my listeners have come to The Taylor Stevens Show. We've heard from a lot of people. And so we're doing – there are going to be a lot of people who are recent listeners to The Author Biz – who have never heard you. You've been on the show, I think, three times on The Author Biz, and I've interviewed you on other shows as well. Um, but we're going to deal with a listener question from The Author Biz about book signings and organizing yourself for a book signing, what to expect, um, how to deal with the different things that come up with book signings. And we're doing this as a joint show on The Taylor Stevens Show and on The Author Biz and Taylor is our guest. So, Taylor, welcome to the Author Biz. Well, thank you very much. I'm so glad to be here again. Welcome back. I I, <laughs> I, I hope I got that right. I hope it was three times. It, it may it may have been more. I don't know. So all I know is we talk to each other pretty often, Steve. Between your show and my show and all of the other stuff, yes, we do. Uh, but we don't record it all. Is <laughs> what I wipe my brow and go. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about the idea of a book signing, and and let's just take several steps back, and 
let's say we're two months away from a release or an opportunity because you're a traditionally published author. A lot of the author biz listeners are indie authors. So it's slightly different the way it's set up, but you do a lot of your a lot of the the setup and organizing for your book signings yourself. You do not have a huge publicity machine behind you setting these up. Correct. So a couple months ahead of time, you try and time these to book releases most often, but not always. So what would you be thinking about a couple of months ahead of time in terms of organizing something? Well, and, I, and I'm answering these questions assuming that I had to do it all on my own because I think those answers would be the most helpful for your, for your audience. And the first thing is you're, you you're going to need to have a venue. So I would be thinking about what types of venues I would be interested in doing signings at. And of course, when most people think of book signings, they think of bookstores. And those are definitely opportunities. But some bookstores are a little more open to having indie authors approach them directly. And from what I from what I gather, most big chain bookstores, even most indie bookstores, are going to have like a, a community organizer who actually handles this, even if it happens to be the owner of a small bookstore. It's it you you're gonna want to talk to the person who organizes book events. So the first thing you need to do is make sure you're talking to the right person. So bookstores are um, definitely an avenue, but what's often overlooked are libraries civic events, book clubs, those groups are constantly looking for um, new, new inter I guess you say entertainment, right? So <laughs> yeah. in some, in some ways, that's actually an easier way to get yourself in front of an audience. And local is always going to be easier to get into because there's sort of an angle there. And that's what a lot of places are looking for, an angle. So when you're approaching places to, to get set up for an event and you're, you're looking to present yourself, you have to have your angle of what it is that you're about. And coming in and saying, I'm a local author, is an angle. But you have to realize they probably have a lot of local authors doing the same things. And they probably have guidelines over what they who they'll bring in and who they won't. So you, you kind of have to see yourself as a product, not just your books as a product, but yourself as a product, and look at it as, what do I have to offer this particular engagement, this particular event, and what kind of scheduling? To, to schedule two months out may or may not be feasible. Some of these places might book six months out, depending on the event. So it's something that you probably want to start. Like if you you know in advance, that far in advance, when the next book release is, you might not want to wait until two months out to start getting your ducks in a row for this type of, of thing. So assuming you have an event, right, set up. Mm -hmm. Then comes the next question of how much time are they going to want to have you there for? And do you have a sense of your, your audience, your demographic? And um, I think one of the big mistakes an author can make in doing a book event is being boring. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the easiest ways to be boring is to always do the same thing over and over and not be able to adjust to the audience that you're speaking to. You know, it, it, it takes practice. Some people are really good at getting front, up in front of strangers and talking or what have you. Others aren't. And, and so if you're not already 
comfortable in those shoes, it's going to be awkward. It just, it flat out is going to be awkward. Um, and, and so it's a muscle that you develop. And when, you, when you're awkward, that's what forces you into sort of sticking to the script, sticking to the plan. And your audience might be completely different than you expected. And one of your biggest skills as a public presenter is being able to be fast on your feet and just go with the flow. All right. Let me let me stop you here for a minute, Taylor, because I think a lot of people listening to this will think of a book event in terms of a signing. But what you're talking about is something that might be more than a signing. At a signing, you're just sort of sitting behind the table, smiling, and hoping someone comes up and buys your book. You're it talking about you're talking about something that, you know, you're talking about organizing something that's more of an event. Well, I say event in quotes mm -hmm. because a a book e event, and that's just sort of the umbrella that they fall under, mm -hmm. could be anything from you just standing beside the counter with three little books on your on your shelf in front of you and saying hi to everybody who comes in or it could be an organized event where they have you there for a specific time and they've said author so-and-so is coming to do a reading it, it it varies so much and so that's under that label of knowing what you're getting yourself into um, doing a signing, just a signing where you just show up with books. I've done it as part of, um, a larger book event where they had many authors in and, and all you do is just sit behind a table or stand beside your table and you have your books. It's also very uncomfortable, um, because you're, you're having to sell yourself to every single person that's coming by, why they should care about you and you don't want to have any sense of desperation. But most, I would think that any author, indie or otherwise, who is trying to set up a book event would want to set up more than just having a table with books and doing a signing. Um, usually when someone comes to see an author, they are not expecting to just come and get a book signed. They're expecting the author to talk about their book or read something from their book, and that's what I was going to get to next. Okay. And all right, go ahead. Go ahead, because I, I will have some questions ab about the specifics of just reading or talking, because some okay. people would be probably far more comfortable reading, and others, like you probably, would shriek in horror at the idea of reading your book. <laughs> Very much so. So that you that you have a book event already is like a really big deal. Um, getting people to that book event is a whole other ball game. Um, I think the internet has changed things a lot, where a lot of fans now get their interaction with their authors online so much that unless they specifically want a signed copy of that book there's not as much motivation for them to go compete with all the other things that are taking up their time and show up at a book signing. So you will hear, and I see I just switched from book signing to book event, but they're the same thing, okay? You will hear all these horror stories of even really best-selling authors who end up at this book event and, you know, one person is their mother and another person is their friend and then the, the poor bookstore owner feels bad that nobody shows up and they sit down and they've got this audience of three and that is their entire book event. It happens. It's so, <laughs> it, it's so 
normal that it's almost like a cliche. So I would think that for, um, especially an indie author, because if you don't have anybody who's helping you with any of this, you've put all this time, you've put all this effort, you've got, you've gotten this, you know, maybe you've gotten a few events set up. Maybe you've even managed to get like a multi-city tour going and time after time, nobody shows up or just a couple of people show up. It can be very disheartening. And I just want you to know it's not you. <laughs> it's the industry. <laughs> um, backing up a little bit in setting up for any of these events, be it just a plain sign, whatever it is you're trying to get your foot in, you need to have some kind of publicity material prepared because for every single one of these things, whether it's a library, a bookstore, um, a, a book club, they are going to need to communicate to their membership, their clients, who you are and what, why the people should come to see you. So you're going to want to have your author photo. You're going to want to have author bio. You're going to want to have book covers all easily to easily available to send by email even any promotional material you've already pre-done that they can use that's generic that they can use to help um, you know put their store name or their library name and fill in the blanks anything you can do to make their job easier is going to be make it easier for them to say yes and to accommodate and, you and you send this to them well in advance if they're going to have you this is not they, yeah, show up with it Correct. If they've agreed to to, ha to host you, then you're, the person you're communicating with is going to maybe not be the best communicator. This happens. So that's where you need to be really proactive and say, what do you need from me? I have A, B, C, D, E. Is there anything else in addition to that? And what formats would you like those in? And just work with them. Some people are just really, even people who run events at bookstores, it could be the 20-year-old kid who just got hired three weeks ago who's now in charge of this. They don't know what they're doing. It happens. So the more on top of it you are and the more organized you are, the easier their job becomes, just the easier it all flows. So let's say you have your, your appointments all set up. The next thing you're going to want to know is books. How do they want to handle book sales? Because if it's a bookstore, they will likely take your books on consignment where the bookstore sells them and then they give you a percentage. Um, even Barnes and Noble will do that if you can get into a Barnes and Noble. If they don't carry your book in stock or you have um, like say that they can't get it anymore because it's out of print or whatever. Mm -hmm. And for that, they're going to need tax tax documentation. I think it's a W-9. So those are the, that you want to have all that paperwork in order already to facilitate that if necessary, but you want to know it in advance. How do they handle book sales? If it's a book club or something else, then you're going to want to confirm that you're allowed to bring your own books to sell. If you're not allowed to sell books there, you might want a second do a second take on whether that's actually worth your time. It might not be the venue for you because you've got to be getting something out of it too. And not just to promote yourself because the chances of you doing a reading or talking about your book and then somebody actually going out and buying it, not then and there are like zero. <laughs> so you've got your event you figured out how to what it is they need from you. You understand how book sales are going to be handled. 
And if they are okay with you bringing your own books, then you might want to consider bringing someone with you if, to, to help you um, or asking them if they have someone available to help you. Now, it may be that just one or two or three people show up, in which case your helper might not be needed. But you might get flooded. You might have a huge turnout, and it's very uncomfortable as an author to be sitting there trying to talk to people and give them the, your attention while you're also trying to take and juggle money and, and keep count of your books. So depending on the venue, depending on how they handle book sales, that's just something to keep in mind in terms of actually doing the transactions. Um, if you don't sell a lot of books normally, like if you're normally selling them online or somewhere else, you may not have a way to take credit cards. It's not the end of the world. Um, checks may be okay with you or they may not. These are things you need to know ahead of time for yourself so that when the time comes, you're prepared for all of that. Let me if let me jump in here really quickly. And, yeah. and just there, there are a number of things available now. PayPal has one and there's something called Square where you can just stick a little device in your phone and it, it takes literally minutes to set up an account and start receiving money from credit cards. So don't let that stand in your way if, if that's Correct. an issue. That, those, also, that is really easy to do. Also, don't wait until the last minute to make sure it works. Yes. Like you want to get all of that stuff sorted out well in advance. Um, if you're going to be doing cash sales, and sometimes people don't want to pay by credit card. They just want to pay with cash. Make sure you have change. Those are just real basic things that are really easy to forget when you are in a rush or you're excited or I get really adrenalized no matter how many times I do this. So I kind of have to have a routine so that it's the same every single time. Otherwise, I'll forget stuff. You'll probably also want to have either a sign-up sheet or an iPad or some way that people who want to get on your mailing list can sign up then and there because, again, if they're meeting you for the first time and they're interested in you, them going home and doing it, chances are zero. So that's your opportunity to um, get. And, and you will find, I've found, that um, readers who come to you from real-life events where they've met you face-to-face -face will be much, they'll stay with you much longer. You'll have a much higher open rate with your mailing list, et cetera, versus people who you've never met before. All right, let me, let me jump in with a quick question here. Yes. If you are, say you're in an event, what, what's the most value for you as an author? Is it the sale of those books there, or is it the meeting people and getting them on your email list, the combination of an actual face-to-face -face interaction and then getting that person on your email list? I think it's the face-to-face -face interaction and the email list because that's what builds your long-term base. But I think, but but I'm coming from it from the perspective of being traditionally published. I think for an indie author, there would also be the benefit of um, oh, there's a word for it. it it's when it's like status, like. Um, you're obviously moving up in the world if bookstores are hosting your events. So mm -hmm. you have that that um, brag factor. So you're able to say, you know, author so-and-so has, you know, as seen in this 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 place in such an area, you know, it it is um, social proof. So yes. there's a lot to be said for social proof. 
And so I would say that that's a, a really important factor. I think actual book sales alone are not really enough to to make it worth the time investment of doing this. It is more the fan interaction, the, um, the exposure to your work from a wider angle. Once bookstores, libraries, whatever, when they get to know you and, and if they like you, then they will be recommending your work to other people. And I, they, there's not enough that can be said about the value of a quote-unquote book person <laughs> who interacts mm -hmm. with readers every day hand-selling your work to a reader saying, I think you might like this. So that's, um, that's one of the reasons why uh, publishers will send authors on book tour, even though it is a losing proposition monetarily. They do it specifically for the authors to have connections with the bookstore owners, with the librarians, because the, the sales of those books then grow incrementally from there. It's all about exposure. And I, I think you have a relationship with a bookstore. You, you live in Dallas, and you have a relationship with a uh, Barnes & Noble in Dallas where you just go there with every new release, right? That's how it's been. It doesn't mean that's how it will always be. So we'll see what happens on the next book release. It really has a lot to do with the, the publicist at the publisher who's handling it. It has to do with how what I'm up for. Um, it has to do with if the bookstore has space. Mm -hmm. It has to do with did I tick them off the last time I was there. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but I think that that's how that's the easiest way is you have your home base where you generally go whenever you have a book launch. All right. So what happens? You've got this organized. It's the day of the event. What happens when you're actually there? Well, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to want to show up early. And you're going to want to make sure you've introduced yourself to the people who are handling the event. You can get yourself set up, get water, use the restroom, get all your, your ducks in a row. And then generally, if, if you're going to have people start showing up, um, people will be early. And so you have to be prepared to either hide or <laughs> sit there mute and awkward or engage your audience. And of those three choices, I would say engaging the audience is your best option, even if it makes you feel like you want to crawl under the table because you're not really good at it. Um, because that, and that's where just talking about, you know, the easiest way if you're, if you're awkward and you don't really know how to um, interact well with strangers, ask them questions is this your first time to this bookstore? Do you come to a lot of signings? What kind of books do you like to read? Oh my God, I'm so nervous. I haven't done this so many times. Who's the favorite author that you've ever seen? Just ask questions. People love to talk about themselves and it, it makes you seem really brilliant. Um, so then usually whatever event it is that coordinated this thing, they're going to want to say something ahead of time. They're either going to announce other authors that are coming to speak or some kind of events or some something. There's always something going on. It's very rare for them to just say, oh, uh, see you later. Uh, we'll come back and say hi in an hour. Like usually they're going to want to say have their things. Right. And so they'll do that, and then they'll just more or less turn the floor over to you. And at that point, it's entirely up to you. This is your show. And so 
like you had said earlier, some people will want to do readings. Some people will want to not, <laughs> me. Um, and it's really up to you. Now, from the readings that I have been to, I find that for the most part, it's not interesting for the audience. It's boring to just sit there and hear the author read on for a page or two. They can crack open the book and read a page or two if they want to, which is one of the reasons why I prefer not to do it. What they really, the audience really wants to know about is you, the author. So if you want to talk about what prompted you to write the book, you want to talk about um, any interesting stories that you have that came about researching the book, anything you can talk about that you think people will be interested in will be far more interesting than doing a reading. But if you want to do a reading, go ahead. When, when I do an event, I, I talk a lot about my life story. I mean, I do have an unusual story. I was born and raised in a religious cult. I left. I still had a sixth grade education. I taught myself how to write. And, you know, you start saying those words and the jaws just kind of start dropping and people have a lot of questions. And I just I just tell my story. And I've told it so many times now that I don't even really think about it, but it's never going to be the same story twice. Because it's just whatever pops in, like whatever elements of the story pop into my head. And of course, there's going to be consistency. It's the same story. So it's like that in answering questions. The first few times you answer the questions, the first few times that you tell the story, it's like you struggle and you're trying to figure out the best way to word it. But once you've done it a few times, it just it just kicks in. So you're there. You have this audience. And if it, and this has happened to me. Um, where there might be three people in the audience. And one thing I don't like to do is be behind a podium or be behind a desk because I feel that puts a separation between me and the audience. So whether there's three people or 300, I don't think I've ever had 300 people, but I'm going to be out in front of the signing table, in front of the desk, in front of what I'm not going to be sitting down. I don't like sitting. I will stand and talk because I feel that it's it's more engaging. And I, I also use my hands a lot. <laughs> so when I, I'm very expressive. So it's just much easier for me in my own personal communication style. But I think it also creates a, a warmer um, audience interaction. But if there's only three people who show up, I'm going to pull a chair up and I'm going to go scooch myself close to them. And I'm going to be like, thank you so much for coming. You guys have saved me from having to sit here by myself. And I'd be like, let's talk. You know, you came here, you know, you wanted to hear about my books or you wanted to hear about me. What kind of questions do you have? How can I how can I entertain you and just take it from there, you know? And I have to say, as, as someone who goes to book events, I, if some, if that happened to me and someone if an author did that, I would be thrilled. Well, there you go. <laughs> Sometimes at some events, um, they will want to do a Q&A with you where there will be someone else guiding the event. And so in that case, you just go with the flow. They obviously want to lead lead the event and you just do whatever it is they instruct you to do and answer questions or read or whatever. You just take your marching order. So those are a little bit easier in the sense that you're just doing what other people have prepared, but a little less easy in the sense that you don't have as much flexibility in choosing what you want to do. So usually these things will run anywhere from half an hour, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour. I've, I, I can't think of maybe but a couple of times they've run longer than that. 
And um, anytime I've actually ever had to prepare a speech, like, you know, talking to the audience, it's usually limited like 20 minutes, sometimes 10 minutes. So you need to, if, if you're in one of those types of situations, you want to figure out um, what's important to communicate to them. Like you only got 10 minutes. What do they need to know about you so that they can't wait to rush to your book signing table and pick up your book and take a look at it? So the event is over and now comes time for book sales. And you want to make sure that you have pens. You want to make sure that any trinkets or things that you're giving away, that you've got those available. If I have an event where there's a lot of people there, I want to make sure that people don't feel rushed. And I will say before I even go to the signing table that don't worry if this takes a while, I'm going to stay here until everybody gets what they want. So, you know, just be patient and I promise, you know, you'll you'll get your book signed or whatever. Um, if you have a three people event, that obviously isn't going to be as big of a deal. But you're there to entertain. You're there to make people comfortable. So anything you can do that helps set expectations, that helps engage, that's really what it's all about. And then after you have signed your books and you've packed everything up, you want to make sure you thank your hosts. And if they have books that they want to keep on hand, offer to autograph them for them. Um, you can also offer if if they would like to keep some on consignment for you, if they really liked you, they might be willing to do that. Um, and some stores have policies that the people who are there on the floor are like, oh, that's not my decision. We'd have to go through the head office or whatever. But it's your opportunity to make a good impression on those who hosted the event for you so that they want you to come back again or so that they're willing to tell others about your work. And when that is done, you pack up and you're in your car and you're on your way. You mentioned trinkets and giveaways. Essentially, we're talking about swag. Uh, what do you find that people like the most when, when you're there? I'm a bad person to ask for that because I've never really gotten super, super into that. Um, I do refrigerator magnets, and I, I do them as limited edition. When they're gone, they're gone. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I may have to reverse that policy eventually, but I let people know these are memorabilia and, you know, this is as close as you'll get to a complete set now. I'm out of this cover, and, you know, if I ever do new covers, you can get them for free through my mailing list. It's one reason for you to be on my mailing list so that you'll know about them. And so I think anything that makes people feel special, you don't want to just invest your money in, in promoting something that is going to get tossed in the trash when they get home. So um, the best swag stuff that I've ever seen is stuff that's useful, but sometimes that useful stuff gets really expensive. So I don't know. I know from having spoken to you and, and recorded so many shows with you that when you travel from time to time, if you're going to be in a place long enough, you'll try and set up an event where you're, where you're at. So if you're going to Thriller Fest, you've done this in the past, you'll go to uh, an indie mystery and thriller bookstore in New York and have an event. Is that something that you set up all on your own? Do you get help from your, your publisher with that? Well, I've done it both ways. Um, if my publisher sets up an event in the area, then that's where I will invite all my friends to come, readers, fans, friends to come hang out with me. But sometimes I don't have time to do a book event or I feel the book event is too far out of the way or mm -hmm. inconvenient. 
in which case I'll use the hotel lobby or the hotel bar or restaurant. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to be here at 6 p.m. And anybody who wants to come hang out with me at 6 p.m., this is where you'll find me. I've also had cases where fans have set up more formal events for me um, and found like a, a restaurant real close by to where we the book event was going to be. Usually it's a library event, and so they'll find a restaurant close by. So all of those are options. But you always want to keep in mind that's a really good chance people will promise the moon that they're going to show up. I've had people for four years, like, when are you coming? When are you coming? Oh my God, I'm going to be there. And then they don't come. <laughs> it, it totally happens. So you have to not take it personally. And it's, it's one of those things that you're just there for the joy of it, for the love of it and for the love of the readers. And if you sit there by yourself for an hour, well, Hey, you got some me time, you know, a year or so ago, you did a a couple of events with Vicki Pedersen, who is another Dallas-based author that, that you are friends with. Do you recommend, if you can, doing events with a buddy? If it's an author that you're comfortable with and you've got good chemistry, yes, because then you can draw in readers from um, both readership, both fan circles. You have to not be jealous. It, which I know it sounds silly to say that, but I, I, I often, I, I'm almost afraid to say it, but it's like as authors, we understand our readers in our polyamorous relationship. We just don't want to know about it. <laughs> we don't want it in our faces. And so, and so when you're at one of those events, if all of a sudden all your fans are ooing and aahing over this other author, you have to be generous enough and happy enough for it to not let that affect anything. If you think that's going to be a problem for you, don't do it. If you're one of those people that has to be in the limelight and has to be number one, you'll probably have a great time and the person you're doing with it is never going to want to talk to you again. <laughs> um, so... That is the thing, is is how comfortable are you just with that give and take? Are you okay if somebody else hogs the mic? Because, you know, I've been in situations like that where the other person just went from being total friend and easygoing and I thought I knew them to all of a sudden, who are, the, who are you? You know, what you just turned into a, a beast, you know? So those are things to keep in mind. But if you already have good chemistry, if you're willing to just go with the flow, if you're willing to um, take whatever comes and work with it, it can be a super good opportunity. Okay. You mentioned a number of different venues, um, libraries, book clubs, bookstores. Another venue that comes to mind are conferences, book conferences, where typically everyone who is presenting uh, has the opportunity to, to go to the bookstore, the, the conference bookstore, and sign. Is, is there, do you have any specific advice for something like that? Because that could be a, you know, a shared mic jealousy kind of thing as well. Um, my opinion about conferences, well, first of all, it's going to depend on the conference. Um, some conferences are very fan-based and some conferences are writer-based. Um, Thriller Fest, for example, is very writer uh, uh, writer based, industry based. It's not some. I mean, fans do go there, but it's not as big of a fandom as, say, BoucherCon, right? Mm -hmm. And so, in a case like Thriller Fest, um, you you're going for the connections, you're going for the industry type networking, and as I've I, you see these authors just struggle, like they're trying so hard to convince people that their book is worth reading. 
and and I totally get that. This is a brutal industry, and everybody's trying to be acknowledged and and you know, come on, I, I'm actually good at what I do. But that's not your audience. Your audience are readers. And yes, many writers are readers also, but they're out there trying to sell their own books too. And many writers are very supportive of other writers, and that's all wonderful, but that's not where your focus needs to be when it comes to selling your books. Um, Bowser Khan is a little bit more fan-friendly, and so that one, you have more of an opportunity to present yourself, but the same rule applies when you're on panels is don't be boring. And there are a lot of my cogs that just, they are so fascinated with their own voice and their own ideas, they, they don't understand that they are boring. It, it, it's a foreign concept to them. And you just got to roll with it and have fun with it and understand that this is not the time and place to get into a measuring contest. And, We'll just say ego measuring contest. Um, so I don't really personally feel that conferences are a great venue for selling books. They are a great venue if it's fan based for connecting with fans or connecting with could be fans. I have women who have been with me since the beginning who I met on train going to Baoshikan or I met in an elevator and I happened to have an extra copy of like my books had been given away in giveaway bags and somebody, oh, God forbid, had put it on the giveaway pile. And I'm like, well, I'm not letting that go to waste. So I snatched it and I was in the elevator and I saw that these women were, you know, with, with the conference. And I said, hey, do you guys like, you know, and I rattled off a few words that described what I write. And they're like, yeah. And I said, here, have fun. And I handed my book. And that's the last I ever saw of them. But I've heard from them since. <laughs> So, you know, those types of moments are ones that can be really good at conferences, but it's not the be-all, end-all, try-and-sell-your-book type thing. Okay, one last question, and then we'll wrap up. When you are, let's say you've done your presentation, you're sitting at a table, you're signing. Um, well, actually, let's, let's make it a little bit different situation. Um, it's just a signing. You're at a you're at a bookstore. You're sitting at a table. People are walking by. They're giving you the look like, "Why are you here? Should I know who mm -hmm. you are?" Um, what do you do? Do you, do you try and how do you try and engage the person? How do you how do you sell yourself without selling yourself? Well, first of all, I'm not sitting. Okay. I'm standing. And if I have to be behind the table, then I'll be behind the table. But if I have any opportunity to be beside the table, in front of the table, whatever's going to be, get me in and around people. And then I just, I make eye contact. I smile. I say, hey, how's your day going? And, you know, the, the whole thing is they'll come, you know, usually they're eating something or drinking something or they've got a stack of books and they're, you know, looking down their nose at, you, at your books and they're like, well, what do you do? <laughs> and so you got to have like some witty one-liners ready for those types of moments, you know, and, you know, just throw them out there like, well, I make up stuff for a living or, you know, just dumb stuff that that is not the normal. Oh, my God, I'm so awesome. Please, you know, and th those types of situations are where having book magnets, uh, book cover art magnets really come in handy because when you have multiple books and you can just display the magnets out there, it's very eye-catching. And then when they want to know about characters or book order, you have some reference point to point to versus, you know, a single 
book that's on display or something. So they're, they're tools that keep your hands busy, things that you can send back with them to say you really should check these out or whatever. But the same rule applies. Don't be boring. All right, let's wrap this up by doing a little cross-promotion, which the whole okay. show is cross-promotion. But for AuthorBiz listeners out there, you've heard Taylor speaking. Uh, she knows what she's talking about. We talk about writing. She and I, mostly she, I ask a lot of questions, and she answers the questions at The Taylor Stevens Show. And you can find that at taylorstevensshow.com. It's in iTunes. It's wherever you find, wherever you found the author biz, you can find that. You can also just look up the author biz and click on my name, and it'll show the other shows that I'm involved in. And the other show that I'm involved in is The Taylor Stevens Show. Yes, he is. And for people who are listening at The Taylor Stevens Show, they're used to hearing both of our voices. You've heard a lot of business type discussion in this show and that's what we talk about on the author biz we talk about book marketing we talk about selling books we, we i mean we talk about everything other than craft which is what we focus on at the taylor stevens show we do very little craft on the author biz but if you're an author and no matter where you are in your journey and you want to learn a little something about business check out the authorbiz.com and that's it for the um Self-promotion, I guess, the dueling self-promotion. Taylor, <laughs> I am going to tell people where they can learn more about you and suggest that they do it at your Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Taylor Stevens. Taylor does a lot of education on her on her Patreon page, and it's, it, it is an example of a good Patreon page for authors. She does a lot of teaching there, and she's actually building out a, a course – by sort of recording small modules that she'll be able to use at a later point in the course for this course called Hack the Craft, where she taught herself to write. Uh, you may have heard her say earlier she, she finished school with a sixth grade education, and she had to teach herself all of this. And a lot of the hacks that she does uh, are going to go into this course that's called Hack the Craft, but she's putting it all together on the, on the Patreon page. So just check it out. It's a great example of, author, of an author Patreon page, and you might find it interesting. You might want to support Taylor in the work that she's doing at the Taylor Stevens Show. Thank you, Steve. All right. That is it. Taylor, thank you for being here for what I think is the fourth time. If it's, if it's more, um, I'm, I'm embarrassed. But because we've recorded nearly 100 episodes of The Taylor Stevens Show, plus the other times we've done it, we're well over 100. So I don't feel that badly about it. Thank you for being here. I have fun every single time, Steve. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. You'll find show notes for this episode at theauthorbiz.com. You'll also find a link to Taylor's Patreon page and the Taylor Stevens Show and Taylor's website and everything else. This all the information we usually have in the show notes. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>